Hi, friends. I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're dead, dead drunk. Who doesn't want an old Western story on Christmas? That's all. Flowers is just fine this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What a perfect Uh, intro. You're right, though. (laughs) Who doesn't want to hear an old Western story? (laughs) I mean... It's universally wanted. You all want it. Okay, now that that's been established, let's go. What are we drinking? You want this. Um, Our drink this week comes to us from a cocktail bar in Berlin, Germany named Stagger Lee. That's the um, the bar. Uh, And the drink is called the Frida Kahlo. I'm not really sure why it's called that. I didn't choose it because it's called that. I chose it because of the bar that it is at. But also because this particular bar on their cocktail menu, cocktail menu, <laughs> has quotes that go with each each drink. And so this one just screamed true crime to me. And I was like, all right, Frida Kahlo, you do you, girl. <laughs> and the quote was, doctor, if you let me drink this tequila, I promise I won't drink at my funeral. Oh, my God. Yep. I like I'm that like, one a lot. Yeah. <laughs> So the cocktail is made with a homemade hibiscus infused tequila, which I I like tequila. I don't I'm not Katie. I don't love tequila, but I feel like <laughs> I would like to try this. Right. That does that sound really, really good. good. So it's that lime juice. Amontillado sherry. Oh, I've heard of that. Tiado, <laughs> I don't know. And vanilla syrup, which I don't know if it sounds too Christmassy, but also at the same time, I feel like it kind of does. Yeah, like hibiscus and vanilla and like. I mean, it ends up this cute little Christmas red flavor color. So, yeah, exactly. So there you are. Um, So I don't know, drunkies. My brain is completely scattered this time of year. But as long as it's alcoholic, I am good. So are you (laughs) ready for the case? Drink up, dead drunkies. Woo. So Stagger Lee is the man we're talking about today. And his real name was Lee Shelton. And let me tell you, this guy was a character. <laughs> he was a black pimp in 19th century Missouri. And the reason he was given the nickname Stagger Lee, which he also was sometimes called Stackley or Stagley or Stago Lee. And he was given this nickname for a variety of reasons. One of them being that he took his name and wanted to be called this because of an old ship that was known for the prostitution that happened on board. <laughs> and he was like, that's fucking awesome. That's my name. He also went stag a lot and was sort of a loner. So that also contributed to like the stag girly. That's cute. There's despite- like so many different dimensions to his oh, name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but despite the fact that he was kind of a loner he was also part of this group called the max and they were known for their flashy outfits so literally when you think of a pimp image in your head that is staggerly the fedora the cane the whole nine like that's him wow i'm so here for it i'm yeah super here for it <laughs> right 
So Lee was also the captain of the Black 400 Club in St. Louis. According to staggerlee.com, which I guess was a whole website just for him, like, cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The 400 cool. Club, right? <laughs> I want my own website. <laughs> Shit. Oh, on another note, you are noted on the uh, Grant website that I work with on Vassar because you took that picture that I'm using. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> So That's you're, my you're on now. a website, but we are also <laughs> on a website. It's Dead Drunk Crime. It's <laughs> deaddrunkpodcast.com. Yeah, that's what it is. God. <laughs> I don't remember it. I just plug in Squarespace and it comes up. Oh, yeah, there you go. But you guys can favorite it too and like make sure you're going to it regularly. You yeah. know. I suggest going to it all the time. Anyway. <laughs> so according to staggerly.com, Quote, the 400 Club of St. Louis appears to have taken its name from Ward McAllister, self-appointed arbiter of New York society from the 1860s to the early 1890s. According to him, 400 was the number of people in New York who really mattered, the people who felt at ease in the ballrooms of high society. So basically, Staggerly was the shit. (laughs) Like, he was super cool. Yeah. So the main hangout of this 400 Club was called the Bill Curtis Saloon. And this place was basically the Mahoney's of the time. <laughs> you feel me? Like real ones will get that reference. I love that. Real yeah. ones will get that reference. <laughs> if you don't, so, it's an Irish bar in Poughkeepsie. It's just like, think of an Irish goes, bar. Just like everybody knows everybody there. Yeah. So think of an Irish bar in Ireland. Probably. i've never been there i just figured that an irish bar in ireland everybody knows everybody right or mahoney's (laughs) right but i'm saying if you haven't been to mahoney's you know yeah i I guess think of an irish bar in an irish town in ireland yeah yeah so (laughs) flash forward to christmas night of 1895 stagger lee is at the bill curtis saloon drinking with a man by the name of william billy lyons and Lyons and Lee were pretty much the equivalent of Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. Uh, so they were friendly acquaintances, but they were also really big social and political rivals at the time. Ooh. So they were they were pretty friendly to each other to their face, but but it's a little spicy at the same under the time surface. had something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so after a few drinks, Lyons and Lee started arguing, which I guess wasn't completely infrequent of them. Especially when you're drunk. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You've had a couple of drinks. You're, you know, more likely to say how you really feel. Right. So this escalated into Lee crushing Lyons' hat. And Lyons retaliated by taking Lee's hat off of his head. Is, is Is the story that... We'll get into how the story has changed over time. But this is like the... The main story. So uh, apparently Stagger Lee was not amused. So he just shot <laughs> Lyons, took his hat back, and then left the bar. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Lyons was, ended up dying of his injuries. That and was like, it's like the equivalent of like, to start a duel, you're supposed to take off your glove and like smack the other person in the face with your glove, right? Or something like that. Oh, I don't know. It's like the pimp equivalent of slapping somebody in the face with a glove. It's like, I challenge you to a duel. And then this guy was like, nope. Boom. I don't like my hat being taken off my head. I feel that, though. I also have. I used to get my, like, knit beanies pulled off my head at Snugs by people that, like, thought it was funny. And I'm like, bitch, I'm wearing this for a reason. Like, can you stop? 
Like, <laughs> and sometimes it's bobby pinned to my head, like, because it's like, yeah, I, well, I mean, just rude. I'm not saying oh, yeah, that totally I rude. would have shot them, but like, <laughs> I'm saying I get it. <laughs> yeah. So Lyons ended up dying of his injuries. And following Lyons' death, the article appeared in the St. Louis Globe Democrat and it read. William Lyons, 25, was shot in the abdomen yesterday evening at 10 o'clock in the saloon of Bill Curtis at 11th and Morgan Streets by Lee Sheldon, a carriage driver. Lyons and Sheldon were friends and were talking together. Both parties, it seems, had been drinking and were feeling in exuberant spirits. The discussion drifted to politics and an argument was started, the conclusion of which was that Lyons snatched Sheldon's hat from his head. The latter indignantly demanded its return. Lyons refused and Sheldon withdrew his revolver and shot Lyons in the abdomen. When his victim fell to the floor, Sheldon took his hat from the hand of the wounded man and coolly walked away. He was subsequently arrested and locked up at the Chestnut Street Station. Lyons was taken to the dispensary where his wounds were pronounced serious. And Lee Sheldon is also known as Stag Lee. And that that was just printed in the, in the newspaper. Because, I, I, again, it happened at a bar. Everybody saw what happened. You know what I mean? Right. It's. I mean, I know like, that it's murder, but also kind of a baller move to shoot a guy and then take your hat from his hand <laughs> yeah <laughs> so two years later in 1897 lee stagger lee shelton was charged and convicted i guess it it just probably just took a while for the trial to happen yeah i think that's he was typical sentenced. now too people usually wait yeah. a few years to to have be tried and then they wait a few more years for sentencing it's yeah right exactly so he was sentenced to 25 years in prison in 1909, he was paroled, but two years later, he ended up back in prison for robbery and assault. And then in 1912, Staggerly died in prison from tuberculosis. What was he in prison for in 1912? Do you know? Robbery and assault. I don't oh. know what the details were, but he he was arrested and put back in jail in 1909. And then. Oh, and then he was there. Oh, I'm okay, sorry. Okay. In 19 in 1911. And then he was only there for a year and then died. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it does sound like he lived a pretty dope life before mm-hmm. all the prison and stuff. But <laughs> and besides being a murderer, like murdering yeah. is oh, not dope. But <laughs> yeah, like, besides the murderer part, he was cool. I mean, um, you guys but, get what I mean, right? Like he was. It's like it's cool, pimp. But I just, I just, I have have the image in my head of like the hat, the coat, the cane. Like I. I <laughs> Yeah, right? It's, yeah. it's exactly what you think he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> but Staggerly's infamy didn't end when he died. It only increased. Many songs were inspired by Lee's crime. And the song was first performed in 1987 by someone named Professor Charles Lee, the piano thumper. I'm going to go ahead and assume this was not the same Charles Lee and uh, that, and I quote, shit the bed at the Battle of Monmouth. Um <laughs> That's the second <laughs> Hamilton reference, and I'm really sorry. Um, it's okay. But I'm sure so that a lot of people enjoy it. I don't get it because I still haven't watched it, and that's my problem. I apologize to everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You need to watch it. I know. that's the end of the story. <laughs> so um, it was first recorded by Waring's Pennsylvanians, a dance band out of Penn State. But the song eventually morphed into other songs that were by artists, including but not limited to James Brown, Nick Cave, Neil Diamond, The Clash, Pat Boone, Fats Domino, 
Bob Dylan, Duke Ellington, The Grateful Dead, Woody Guthrie, The Ventures, Ike and Tina Turner, Ma Rainey, Jerry Lee Lewis, Tom Jones, Beck, Mississippi John Hurt, The Black Keys, and Elvis Presley. What what song is this? <laughs> it's well, it's it started as one song and has oh, it's become. Ins- it's like it's inspired more and more. So variations of this oh, song have wow. been recorded by over 400 artists. That's so crazy. Imagine yeah. being a really dope pimp in the 1900s and you just shot a guy and then you like go to prison a bunch and you die. But tons of people sing different songs about you. Right. For the next hundred years. Yeah. Like- and <laughs> it's so the, they're all different songs. Right. But. They are all telling the story of what happened that night. So they're all very similar with lyrics, but every every artist took their own creative liberties, obviously. And as the song was told by these different artists, the the myth of Stagger Lee became popular. And also, as we know, folklore, every time it was told, it was the story changed. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I gave you the bare bones of the case and those are the facts that we know. But depending on what version of the song you listen to, you might get a slightly different story of what happened that night. So in James Brown's version, Billy Lyons pleaded for his life before Lee shot him, mentioning that his, quote, three little children and a very sickly wife were, you know, going to be left without him if he was if he was killed. But according to the Grateful Dead, Billy won the hat from Lee while gambling and the whole thing was happening while they were gambling. And then, then if you Ooh. ask Elvis, both of those things happened. Wow. Um, <laughs> Lloyd Price, who recorded what looks to be the most famous version of this song, claims that the bullet went straight through Billy Lyons and broke the bartender's glass on the other side. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> again, like, every time it's it's made into a song, there's more details that um, that are morphing the story. That's so crazy cool. I mean, I I hope that Stagger Lee thought in his lifetime that he was cool besides the murdering, you guys, besides <laughs> the murdering, that he was a cool dude. But in some, I have, like everybody, well, I hope it's everybody. I do with this a lot. Where you question whether or not your life is significant at all. And right. I'm sure that when he died of tuberculosis in prison, he thought, all right, well, this is how I go. It's pretty insignificant, shitty way to go, but... This is how I go. And then hundreds of years later, how many songs are written about him? Did you say over in the hundreds? Over 400. Over 400 songs written about yeah. this guy. He's a folklore figure. He's, that's, I think that's really, really, really amazing. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's not that this guy was a great guy, but it's cool. It is. I cool. think it's so cool that yeah. people can live on for this long in this kind of way. Right. And for many members of the black community, Stagger, the myth of Stagger Lee is even more important. And he defines the gangster archetype um, as a tough black man with a whole lot of street smarts. And as the story evolved, he, he was somebody who challenged white authority. Oh, so, interesting. So yeah. he became something like an empowerment figure for right. African Americans. Right. So Billy Lyons um, was a black man in real life. Um, okay. According to the Financial Times, the song has always taken huge liberties with location, motive, blame, political point scoring, deploying a, a revolving cast of pimps, saloon lowlifes, and corrupt police. The The song's victim, Lyons, briefly showed up in some versions of the song as a white cop. 
who oh, was turning okay, okay. Staggerly into a proto-gangsta anti-authority figure. That was a quote oh, from that, Financial Oh, that does make sense. Okay. Yeah, so, so in some versions of the song, it even becomes, you know, more important. Yeah. American writer James Baldwin wrote a poem called Staggerly Wonders, which, as the Financial Times so eloquently wrote, and I'm going to read a big quote because it, I just thought it was good, uses the allusion to an ant, uh, to a black antihero whose life took on hundreds of other meanings to talk about eviscerate race and power in the United States, a landscape where black lives accrue worth their own narratives via the value placed on them by white people. And this unblinkingly Frank writer asks Americans, look at where it's brought us quote. We tried to make you hear life in our own song, but now it matters not at all to me, whether you know what I'm talking about or not. Yeah. Wow. So it's crazy to me that in 2020, almost 2021 now black people are still crying out and are still not completely being heard. Like, obviously it was a problem that it's a problem now. We've made some progress, mm-hmm. not enough progress. All lives cannot matter until black lives matter. And so that's how tyranny turned Christmas into a political debate, even without <laughs> seeing her family. <laughs> I think, I think it's important too. it's, I mean, obviously with Christmas, it's a nice holiday where you can, safely spend it with your family or zoom them and virtually spend it with your family Mm -hmm. that way because of this year but it's also important to remember all of the stuff that's still going on yeah out there and that not not everybody is free until we're all free this is not a free nation until everybody has equal rights as um my third hamilton reference i would like to say we'll never be free until we end slavery <laughs> that's a good one but but lincoln did end slavery yeah and i watched still this not. really good i wanted to tell you guys this and we are not sponsored we don't have any kind of partnership but i am obsessed so uh, i watch a lot of shows on hulu and i've watched a lot of shows on netflix and recently i was like mm, screw both those things i'm going to youtube so <laughs> And I found this channel called Oversimplified. Maybe I'm late to the game, but all Oversimplified does is oversimplify historical events with animated <laughs> stick figures and cartoons. And it's amazing. If you want to learn about Prohibition, he's got it. If you want to learn about the Civil War, he's got it. And man, in his oversimplification of the Civil War, does he really lay out how it was about slavery? Doesn't matter what the Confederacy says. It was about slavery. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) For sure. For sure. But it's really great. It's for as simplified as it is. I find it really educational and entertaining. If you just like history in any way, Mm -hmm. check it out. Seriously. It's so funny. I love that. All right. So. Um, that's the case. Do you want to plug our socials before we take a Christmas trivia quiz? Yeah. All right. Fun. So if you want to talk to us about anything, I couldn't think of something. Anything, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Dead Drunk, a True Crime Podcast or Dead Drunk Discussions if you want to join and talk to us. It's awesome. Yeah, if you want to share some spooky stories that you have, we love that. If you want to share some cases on Facebook, you can. If you want to talk to us about this new game that we're hyper-obsessed about Among Us, or if you want to play Among Us with us, come talk to us about it. And Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. 
we'll figure out a room code. We'll send you a Discord link. You'll it's technically murder mystery, us. so it's our it, it's on brand. It is. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you want to share pictures of the drinks that you've made this year or share pictures of whatever you're drinking to get you through Christmas, you can share that on Instagram at Dead Drunk Crime. You can even tweet it at us at Dead Drunk Crime. If you want to read more about this case in depth or dive into the over 400 songs that have been written about this awesome pimp, awesome murdering pimp, sorry, not <laughs> awesome for murdering, but I mean, but he's he cool. did sound like he was a really cool pimp. Anyway, <laughs> you guys know I don't mean it. You, yeah? Yeah. Anyway, you can find all that at our website at deaddrunkpodcast.com. You can also find our merch linked in the show notes and on the website. That's really cool. I know that this is Christmas, so you can't get stuff in time for Christmas, obviously. But Valentine's Day is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, does your significant other or crush love us? This could be your way into this pandemic relationship by sending them. <laughs> by sending them our <laughs> merch. Mason jar. Send them our merch. Um, I missed something. We're doing, we're back on Israel Keys. We are, we're back on it. And there's more exciting Patreon content coming. We have a ton of ideas. So come join us on Patreon to see if we ever put them into something. Yeah. And make something with those <laughs> ideas. Um, you can find that at patreon.com slash dead drunk. Did I hit everything? I think so. Okay. If, if not, I it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> If I miss something, just go back to an older episode and listen to the end. Or just scroll to our <laughs> show notes. I always link everything down there. So Yeah. They'll be and there. That's, and that's Dead Drunk. And that's Dead Drunk <laughs> in a nutshell. So before we take our random Christmas trivia quiz, which is called, If you can't score 6 out of 10 on this Christmas trivia quiz, then you're obviously a Grinch. Um, so we're going to try to do 6 out of 10. But I first want to tell you about this new podcast. I have talked to the hosts of this podcast, and it's so cool. It's called Imbibe the Vibe. And they kind of do something similar to what we do. But instead of pairing cocktails with true crime cases, they pair cocktails with music. So I'm going to let them tell you a little bit more, and then we'll get into our quiz. Okay. Hit it. Hey, this is Alex and Jackson from the Imbibe the Vibe podcast. It's a show where we take music, we take cocktails, and we put them together. And we also teach you how to make those fancy cocktails from scratch so you can do it at home. The same way you would pair a fine meal with an exquisite wine. We pair fine music with exquisite fancy cocktails. Listen to us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your pod. And remember, have fun out there. Have fun, why don't you? Okay, we're back. <laughs> and Sorry? let's see if we are Grinches or not. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Although in spirit right now, I am a Grinch, but I'm gonna. I'm, we're going to win the quiz. Just like as a person, though. Pretty Grinchy. Yeah. Okay. Same. <laughs> Okay, so what is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time? We have Home Alone, A Christmas Story, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, or Elf. I... 
Ooh. Wait, which How the Grinch Stole Christmas? The cartoon? I don't know. It just says How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I'm assuming it's oh. the first one. Okay, highest grossing. Elf? I don't know. I know that the most watched, I think, is A Christmas Story. But highest grossing means, like, when it came out. Right? I, uh-huh. I want to say Elf because I feel like Will Ferrell would have gotten more box office numbers. Nope, it's Home Alone. Oh, Home Alone Oof. made $286 million at the box office. Really? And it is still to this day the most successful holiday movie. It's my it's one of my favorite movies really? of all time. I watch well, it like throughout that. the year. I know that, but like <laughs> I I just didn't I don't know. I didn't put it higher up there on my Christmas movies. Yeah. I don't know. It is. So take that, <laughs> elf. <laughs> I don't suck on that, Grinch. Okay. Uh, hey, <laughs> I love how the Grinch stole Christmas. Don't knock <laughs> that. <laughs> All right. The next question. In the song 12 Days of Christmas, what gift was given on the seventh day? I sang this song in class today. Sarah and I literally, or maybe it was yesterday, maybe it was yesterday. We were sitting there and we put the song on and we sang the entire thing and the kids just sat there. And then after we were like, <laughs> are you not going to clap? And made them <laughs> clap for us. <laughs> it's seven swans. Yeah. All I can think of, though, is uh, Andy from The Office going like, is it my fault that like the first eight days are basically like 12 birds? Like, Because <laughs> like, <laughs> he gives Aaron the 12 days of Christmas and he ends up putting all these birds. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. Except it for goes, and then five golden rings. Have you seen oh, right. the TikTok? Then- it might be on reels of the Zoop people. No. Oh, my God. It's these people that work at this soup store and they made a TikTok where they're doing the self, the the self, the 12 soups of Christmas. (laughs) It's that's that's pretty. It is my new favorite TikTok. And I have to play it for you because they they like are switching between um, like they're taking turns saying the soups. Right. So mm-hmm. it's completely not all in the same key. It's it's not <laughs> it's not in time. I'm gonna just play it for you. Okay. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine seafood chowder, eight pumpkin pie bisque, seven chicken popeye, six broccoli cheddar, five <laughs> lobster bisques, four spicy <laughs> crab, three curry time. Steak and an extra large white chicken chili. <laughs> Five lobster bisque. She holds I it down. Love- yeah, she was <laughs> extra ready for large her turn. chicken chili. <laughs> I I love that one. Extra large chicken chili. <laughs> Four spicy crab. <laughs> <laughs> Two peppered steak. <laughs> anyway, anyway. That that was really funny. Next question. Yeah. What is the best-selling Christmas song of all time? All I Want for Christmas is You, Santa Baby, probably White Christmas, one. or Silent Night. You think that one? Yeah, probably that one. No, it was White Christmas. Also, my favorite Christmas song. Oh. I guess just all of my favorites are like, maybe I'm too <laughs> basic because they're all really popular. <laughs> but they're also really good. I just have really good taste. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so now let's just pick what Tierney's favorites are. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. 
for the rest of it. I don't know. I just hear all I want for Christmas is you way too freaking much. And I don't like Mariah Carey and I don't like that song. So I, I don't know why I just thought, oh, it's because I did like my little Alexis thing. Um, we, <laughs> Adam and I have been watching Four Weddings like a lot because I, it's just. I love Four Weddings. So, I don't know why. I just love watching <laughs> it. I think it's so funny to like make fun of these people because they always have like the weirdest weddings. Like I know the one we watched last night, this. somebody was coming down from like a trapeze. Oh, the circus one? Yeah. Did they also have a guitar player or something? And like, yeah, it's like a l- weird. But so we were talking about like what their honeymoons end up being because it's a surprise, right? Mm-hmm. And some of them are like Mexico, Dominican Republic, like Italy and all this stuff. And then yeah. one time I was watching it and I'm sure that this country is beautiful. And I know people that have gone there and said it's beautiful. But this one couple got Israel. For oh. their honeymoon. And I was just like, I feel like I would be like, wait, what? Because <laughs> you're expecting like St. Kitts. Like it's, <laughs> and you get yeah, Israel? like a, like a tropical island right. or a beautiful place. And right. I don't and I don't think Israel when I think those things. Right. And I'm sure that it's beautiful. Oh, exactly. But, but you just, it's just not something. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> um, I don't think and, honeymoon location. <laughs> and I immediately just went into my like Alexis impersonation and was like, ew, David, they literally sent a high school kids there for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what she would say if she won Israel as a honeymoon. Like, ew. Ew, David. <laughs> Like, they are begging high school seniors to go there and lose their virginity. Like, I don't. <laughs> Is that what happens? No, I don't know. On those trips? I don't know. <laughs> I just made that up. All right. I'm, I'm sure it's great. And I know Roy and Jordan always talk about how awesome Israel is. I just, I oh, would not. It looked awesome in Jordan's pictures, but I just, it I'm thinking like. Honeymoon location exa- to me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I thought of that. Anyway. Next question. Gingerbread houses were inspired by which popular fairy tale? Little Red Riding Hansel Hood. Hansel and Gretel? Oh, yeah. How do you get Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Canada, the UK, and most other Commonwealth countries officially celebrate the day after Christmas as what holiday? Relaxation Day, National Return It Day, Courting Day, or Boxing Day? Boxing Day. Good. Good. Despite its name, the day after Christmas actually has nothing to do with boxing. Back to you, Tom. <laughs> Where did eggnog it's originate? It's always Tom. <laughs> it's always a Tom, though. You're right. <laughs> That's what the anchor's name is in Family Guy, Tom Tucker. That's so funny. <laughs> Back to you, Tom. <laughs> okay. Where sorry. did eggnog originate? Britain, Germany, USA, or Spain? Oh, Britain, and it was called Milk Punch. Oh, my God. Yeah. I recently also had to do a Christmas trivia. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Milk Punch. Santa has guess- three reindeer with names that start with the letter D. Wait, who wrote this quiz? Dasher Danner. Who is Danner? Do they Dancer. mean Donder? Donner. It's Don. Yeah. It's Donner. But is that Dasher? Is that who Danner is supposed to be? Or is Danner supposed to be Dancer? So my Dancer. I guess Danner is supposed to be Dancer, Dasher, and Donner. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's Donner. (laughs) Who is Danner? (laughs) 
Okay. The Grinch's heart is said to be how many sizes too small? Three sizes. Oh, you're. Oh no, it was two sizes. I thought it was three sizes too. It's that's it's that's not it. That's oh, why would somebody oh, pick it. two? I don't know. Right. That's what I'm saying. How small is <laughs> Grinch's heart? It's three sizes too small. That one's wrong. Okay, so we should count that oh, one. Oh, no, never mind. Oh, it's two Sorry, sizes. Sorry, I said how many sizes too small. His his heart was two sizes too small. Oh, I guess that makes sense. It's because it's fucking, isn't it Dr. Seuss? He would yeah, say but two it, sizes too small. Yeah, and then it grew three sizes. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. So why didn't Charlie Brown like Christmas? His parents were away. He had a bad headache. He didn't believe in Santa or he thinks it's too commercialized. Uh, I honestly don't know this one. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's too commercialized. Correct. Sweet. Me too, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And lastly, which holiday was Jingle Bells originally written for? New Year's, Easter, Valentine's Day or Thanksgiving? New Year's? It's got to be, right? Oh, I no. would think so. It was for Thanksgiving. Who the hell has bells? Who for is dashing through the snow on <laughs> Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, what's our score? Was that the last one? Um, that was the last one. We got, drumroll please, six out of ten. You're not a Grinch. Great. You're actually a Christmas <laughs> confidant. And there is a gif of Leslie Nope. <laughs> um, something tells us you are consistently on Santa's nice list. Your Christmas knowledge is like no other. And honestly, that's one gift you should cherish forever. Happy holidays. <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, well. Merry Christmas right. to our drunkies or happy Hanukkah or happy whatever you celebrate. We love you and thank you for listening to us. Best wishes. Warmest regards.